Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, here we are. Christmas week is upon us. And I want to share a few more things. And some of it will be a little bit tied into some of the things I said last week because it's kind of all about Christmas this week. I've just really kind of dedicated five, five or six shows to uh, Christmas. I don't usually do that, but I just kind of felt like doing that this year. But I hope your holiday season is going well and that you are honoring Jesus Christ and that you're not afraid to say Merry Christmas to someone. I love people that say Merry Christmas and uh, they don't have, they're not forced to take out Jesus and Christmas and Christ out of the holidays. We don't need to take Christ out of Christmas. We need to put him in Christmas and every other day of the year. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for another day, another week, that we can bring your name up, that we can talk about you, that we can spread the good news. Lord, I pray you'd be with all those that uh, need an extra love, all those that need extra help, all those that are searching for you, be with them. Be with those that are in situational uh, thing uh, places that they don't have a lot of family around, they can't get out, they're kind of stuck. Lord, be with them. Bring real peace to their lives. Open up hearts, open up minds. God, we thank you for every listener in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, you know, in Matthew, we find the Magi were called by Herod to see where the, where the Christ child was born. And uh, you know what? And they, they came from the east, the Bible says, and they followed the star. And then they got to Jerusalem and got to talk to Herod, and Herod had something else in mind. He did not want Jesus to live. He was threatened by the idea of a Messiah. A lot of people don't realize that Jerusalem and Bethlehem were only separated by six miles. So after the, after the uh, Magi came from the east, when they met him in Jerusalem, they only had to go six miles to find him. And they found him. And, of course, we know the story that they, they were thrilled to find him. And they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we don't know how many wise men there were. We know they had three gifts. And so people always assume three wise men. But it doesn't say how many wise men. It does say how many gifts. But then they had a dream not to return to Herod as Herod had ill intent. And so they did not. And that, of course, made Herod ticked off. If you read the story in Matthew, you'll find that out. Then the book of Mark, we don't see the Christmas story at all. They talk about John the Baptist and Jesus in their adult ministry. So no Christmas story in the book of Mark. And then we see the book of Luke, which was probably the most prominent Christmas story, or we see the shepherds. That was the night of. That wasn't like a period of time afterwards because, you know, uh, the, the wise men followed the star for for a couple of years, it seemed like, according to the Word of God, the time frame wasn't just uh, when he was born, but was probably the most prominent Christmas story where we see the shepherds and no wise men mentioned. This is the book I refer to mostly today. And then again in the book of John, no Christmas story, only to say referring to Jesus, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He was the light of the world. And Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, as they are one, as he works in our life, we realize from the beginning of time, God had a plan laid out. His plan certainly had great design. We know he created Adam and Eve in his own image. He took Eve from Adam, took Adam's ribs, made Eve, and they had children, grew up. One of them did well, one of them did not. And then he had other children, of course, we know. 
But we know this, that sin started uh, penetrating the world for what started at the apple, eating the forbidden apple, and then went on and on, and then all the way up to Noah's time when the world had turned totally to sin, all but Noah's family. And we know the God destroyed the world by a flood, and then it all began again. Very interesting story. Very interesting to see the dynamics of the story. But we know this, that God wanted to create mankind, and he did. And, you know, I don't, it maybe didn't. And he let decisions make people make decisions and let them have their own choices. He gave Adam and Eve a choice. From, from the beginning of time, he's given each one of us a choice. He's given you a choice what to do to you, with your life. He's given you a choice decisions you make. Some of you and some of and myself, we're all in the situation we're in because some of the decisions that we have made. We can choose to do right. We can choose to follow God. Or we can choose to follow our own desires and all those things that are earthly. I hope every one of you today would choose Jesus, would choose the Son of God. It certainly is interesting where and how God leads us. I sure would have never thought years ago that I would land in Idaho. It's easy in life to fall into contentment and just being happy. And I can tell you I was certainly happy where I was in Vancouver, Washington. I was very happy. I had a great life, a great church as a part of a staff of eight. We had a large church and in the time, the second largest church in the Church of God. It was awesome, and I had a great place to live. I had everything going for me. There, But there are probably many of us that are altering our lives. I imagine some of us have unexpected plans, too. And I want to talk about my actually title is today, Unexpected Plans. As a kid growing up, I never dreamed that I would end up away from the cozy confines of the state of Idaho in the little town of Caldwell. But receiving a call to Washington when I was 23 was quite a shakeup for my system. It pushed me to pray deeply about what God would have for me and not what I want for me. My plans were different from God's. I was very comfortable at that time in my life. I was coaching football and going to college and, and doing all sorts of working in Jackson, Texaco, back when it, John Jackson only had two, uh, two shops there in Caldwell, and, and he treated me so well. I was, to this day, very appreciative of John Jackson. But I can tell you what, I had a great opportunity and enjoyed my life. I was living the dream, so to speak. But likewise, 32 years ago, I would have not dreamed to be back in Idaho. But again, God directed us to a wonderful place. I would have never dreamed I'd have left Vancouver, Washington. I, was, I had things, it was incredibly laid out. And to come back, uh, never, I've never, and the funny thing was, I never spent much time in Boise when I lived in Caldwell. I didn't even hardly know how to get to Boise. I was, I mean, I was, I honestly, it's, it's interesting. When you live in a small, a smaller town, it seems like you stay there and you just have no reason to go. And I didn't go to Boise much all through life. Very, very rarely ever went to Boise, Idaho. So coming here was certainly an unexpected plan for us. If you're walking with God, you will know this. The Lord directs your steps. If you're truly searching his direction in your lives, he will open doors, and folks, he will close doors. The great Solomon said in Proverbs 16:9, in their hearts, humans plans their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. We may have a plan for our lives, and it's probably good if you do, but when we're walking with God, he will establish your steps. He will lead you in your life. Maybe a question for us today is, how are you responding to the unexpected. How do you deal with surprise in your life? Well, talk about surprise. What about Mary when she heard some very eye-opening news 
I mean, you talk about eye-opening news. Just think about your life at about age 14. What are you doing? Folks, I was in eighth grade enjoying a banner year in sports, playing basketball and football and running track. But I was also running for my life. There were some bullies that were after me that year because I had a little girlfriend that uh, that they used to be friends of, and I started bringing her to church. Long story short, uh, she was my, became my, kind of my girlfriend then. She ended up marrying a friend of our family's and ended up giving her life to Christ and has served God for, well, 50 years. 50 years now, I served God. I'm so grateful for that. But I remember that year very much. You know, I can say this, I wasn't very mature. I was all over the place. But then I thought about Mary. They thought she might be around 14 uh, when she had, when she had, when she was pregnant, because that's back then is they had uh, got married at a very young age because they were so much more mature. They had things together. It was just the custom of the time. They weren't probably flighty as we are at this age. I can't even imagine somebody getting married at 14 at this age. But anyway, let's read this story, Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered, What kind of greeting is this? But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be the great. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. Well, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, "The Holy Spirit will come on you." And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Well, number one, it's certainly not normal to hear from an angel. But Gabriel's incredible message was before her. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. It's shocking enough to hear from an angel, but to hear you are highly favored, favored, had to bring uh, things to her mind. Why am I highly favored? Because she was chosen to, by God to give birth to his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says Mary was troubled at these words. And I imagine her mind was racing. Highly favored? I'm just a young girl who has lived an ordinary life and engaged to a carpenter and ready to set out on life. In those days, girls were married very young. I imagine they were very mature because of their upbringing and responsibility around the house and the community. Gabriel went on to say, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Would that be awesome to hear that you have found favor with God? How would you like to hear that? Well, it might be scary, but you would hear it because, man, we want to find favor with God. Then she heard these words that scared her to death. You will conceive and give birth. What? I'm just engaged. That's not possible. I'm a virgin. She was probably going through the ideas of shame and ridicule, but God had a plan for her. God's plan was for her to birth Jesus of Nazareth. 
and we got to run. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.